from the Devon and Plymouth Chamber of Commerce, this is In Conversation With, supported by Westcott's Chartered Accountants and Business Advisors, presented by Stuart Alford and produced by Fresh Air Studios Plymouth. Hello there, I'm Stuart Elford, Chief Executive of Devon and Plymouth Chamber of Commerce, and we have a special edition of our In Conversation With podcast, where today I'm speaking with our sponsors, and that's the sponsor of not only the In Conversation With series of podcasts, but also our podcast partner for the Devon Business Show, 11th October, at Plymouth Pavilions. And I'm joined today by Sean Bolter from Westcott's. What's your title? Sorry, I should know. Business Services Director. Business Services Director. That's that very sounds, fancy. It yeah. does sound very, very flash. Yeah. I'm going to talk about you in a bit, Sean. Firstly, look, we're really grateful that Westcott sponsor our podcast. Let's get the commercial out of the way, to be honest. Mm-hmm. You deserve the commercial, because without you, we couldn't have these fantastic series of podcasts. We've interviewed some incredible people. Lots of goods come out of it, and we're really grateful for the support. But why are you our podcast partner? Westcott says that business, yes, we're chartered accountants and business advisors. But what better way to say we're here, which is our new adopted tagline, than getting out in the business community. And, you know, this is top 25 most downloaded podcast in the business sector. In the world. Yeah, top 25% most shared business content in the world. Exactly. That's pretty good, isn't it? Why wouldn't you want to be part of that? Oh, well, thank you. Yeah, I don't know. A lot of you out there must be unable to sleep. Perhaps it's the sound of my voice. I'm probably on some app somewhere helping people go to sleep or something. I don't know. Well, hopefully not. I mean, we've had some great guests. Somebody was asking me yesterday about which were your favourite guests. It's hard to pinpoint because our podcasts have all been so varied. We've had politicians who talked about things that weren't political. We've had politicians who couldn't get off politics, even though we're apolitical. We've had adventurers. We've had Benjamin Mee. We bought a zoo talking about meeting Matt Damon. You know, I've had all sorts of interesting people. And been an opportunity as well to showcase Devon, which is a fantastic county. And we've just got so much good stuff going on here. In fact, I met a lady yesterday who listens to the podcast and she moved to Plymouth and she searched on business in Plymouth because she's moving into business community. And this was the first podcast that came up and she said she's listened to them. So anyway, enough advertising of our own podcast series Mm -hmm. tell us about Westcott's because you say you're not just chartered accountants you say business advisors what does that mean chartered accountants and business advisors so any accountant can do a set of accounts but what we specialize in is the future of the business so it's not just here's your 12 months worth of previous records here's what it means most people know what it means because they know what money's in the bank and they can see how they're doing yes there's a lot here's your tax bill everybody wants to reduce their tax bill what does this mean for tax but we want to be more proactive we want to be more forward thinking Mm. and we want to say what are your business plans how can we help you to achieve these business plans and also make connections in the business we have an awful lot of clients because we're so embedded with our clients if a client says oh we need help with this you know we're struggling with this we're thinking about going down this route we may know clients that have already tried that route we we know the obstacles that they've had to overcome or whether or not they've hit a brick wall so we can say look we've had somebody else that's tried that or that's really interesting we know a client that's doing something very similar perhaps we can make a connection there well that's what the chamber's about i mean our strap line is connect grow succeed and you know it's about connections well firstly i think collaboration is the way forward and it is proven that if you are in a good peer network you're more likely to survive and in fact ONS statistics say that if you're a member of Devon and Plymouth Chamber you're three and a half times more likely to survive than if you're not a member of the chamber and so that's great so I get completely that making connections speaking to people who've been through it because most people they don't feel like you're in competition do you know what I mean even if you're in similar businesses I think most businesses I've spoken to they're just delighted to work with other businesses it's for the greater good how many people do you employ over what sort of geographic area so we've got about 280 290 members of staff now we've got 
17 offices across the southwest. So we're from Plymouth all the way up to Weston. So we cover the whole of Devon, part of Somerset. We haven't yet broken into Cornwall. I like you to say yet. We haven't yet broken yet. into Cornwall. Yeah. <laughs> We've got a large number of clients across entire range. Mm-hmm. So we look after the small sole traders all the way through to massive, large corporate groups of companies. So there's a wide skill set within West Scots. And the good news is, but having 300 people, if we don't know the answer, there's somebody in the business that does know the that answer. Yeah. yeah, so you're not getting a jack of all trades, you're getting the right person. Yes. That's fantastic. And you obviously you're at the business show because you're supporting us as podcast partner. We're having a series of podcasts being transmitted from the business show itself, courtesy of Fresh Air Studios. And Paul Philpott and I will be doing some interviews on the day. Mm-hmm. What can we expect from Westcott's on the day? Are you allowed to tell us? Have you got some top secret fun thing going on at your stand? Or I don't think it's top secret. I mean, last year was an absolute hoot. Yes. Um, we had a queue of people at our stand, and I don't think anybody's ever queued for an accountant. Was it the cards? We did play your cards right. Play your cards yes. right. You know, of all the things, I heard about it afterwards. I just didn't get around to playing. So I hope you're back with that. We have that. We are bringing it with us. um, But to keep it fresh, we're going to bring some more games with us. Right. But last year it was an absolute winner. Yeah, it was. Um, So if the new games aren't as attractive as the old game we're going to break it out and we're break going to out play your cards right play your cards right higher yeah. lower and all that yeah and i had some brilliant lunges happening and brucey quotes being shouted out Brucey, so oh, it was brilliant it great. was brilliant so i mean in all seriousness it was a good show though for you was it it was excellent we made some really good connections we were able to convert some people that came to the stand into clients which was right. great right. we actually ended up with a member of staff as well Did because you? somebody okay. was walking around didn't want to go to uni, didn't know what to do. We talked about our apprenticeship route mm. and in he came. He came and he joined us, which was great. Well, that's fantastic. You know, we've got a people and skills partner in City College. Not only are they coming, but we're encouraging students, postgrads and what have you to come because, as you say, it's about making connections and skills being a major issue for employers at the moment. They just can't get enough people. Yeah, well, we're a massive training employer. Mm. So we like to grow our own talent, right. myself included. We get people in that know very little or not at all mm. And we will teach them how to be an accountant, not just how to be an accountant, how to be a bloody good accountant. Yeah. And we will take you through and we will support you through your studies. Yeah. And there's different levels of study as well. So we'll support them to AAT qualified study. And if they're good at what they do and we think they can make it, then we absolutely support through chartered studies as well. There's also the tax route. So there's the ATT and the CTA. We also champion people through those as well. So we like to grow our own talent Mm. because then people do it the Westcott's way. Right. They learn our way of doing business, which Mm. is not just compliance based it's let's look at the detail of the business let's embed ourselves in the business so that we can actually help the clients yeah yeah and so how long have you been with them i've been here eight years now right i was in the industry straight out of school yeah so did some accounting went off and had some fun in my 20s then decided that right it's now time to get a proper job again (laughs) a real job yeah (laughs) so i've now got a real job but yeah rejoined another practice in plymouth didn't enjoy it there then went to westcott's Eight years later, I have no intention of leaving. So it must be a good employer then? Brilliant employer. And they've looked after you? They look after you. They support you. We've got a whole team of well-being people to make sure that you're well looked after. So important at the moment. Absolutely. So I know we're talking as a Westcott, but I couldn't be more of an ambassador for how well they treat their staff. That's great. I mean, it certainly seems to come across like that. Well, certainly when I speak to them and, you know, you seem progressive and you've got a female managing partner, haven't you? Shona. Shona, who's fantastic. Yep. It's actually quite refreshing, especially in the accountancy world. Yeah. Thinking of accountant, you think of an old, fat, balding man in a grey polyester suit. Um, (laughs) I couldn't possibly say, you could say that, I can't. (laughs) So we try to steer away from that. And yes, there are still the stalwart members that kind of 
fit that demographic. However, we've got lots of young, fresh faces that are keen. They've got the appetite. They want to give exceptional service. They want to do well and they want our clients to do well. So it's a great bunch of people to work for. And we were saying just before we started recording, I was talking to you about it, they're quite an inclusive bunch. You have a real range of people there. Absolutely. Again, going back to the white, balding, fat man, grey polyester suit, there's very few of those. We've got a wide mix of ages, races. Myself, I've got a chap at home that has not held me back at all. I'm one of the directors of Plymouth. So being gay hasn't held you back in the accountancy world? it's an absolute non-issue. Oh, brilliant. Um, Well, it shouldn't be an issue, should it? I know it shouldn't be, but this sort of stereotypical, as you say, maybe that it would. Yeah, absolutely. But no, it's not even been an issue. I've never even considered it. And that's the way that it's been in the office, which is great. Well, that's great. I mean, maybe things are moving on a bit then, because, you know, maybe when I started my working career, which was sort of 85-ish, that sort of thing would have still been an issue for a lot of people, not for everyone. But I think as a chamber, we're trying so hard to be more diverse, more reflective of the community around us. You know, we support Pride, we support 30 Under 30. Our patrons are Plymouth Argyle and we work really closely with the ladies' team. Mm. You know, I don't want to be perceived similarly to accountants as a bunch of stuffy old men in suits because Mm. what's more boring? And it's proven, isn't it, that if you have a diverse workforce, you are more profitable. Absolutely proven because you have diversity of thought, diversity of contacts, diversity of everything. Absolutely. And I'm proud to be part of a very diverse team. Yeah, Because like you said, there's different thoughts, different attitudes to things as well. So it just means that, you know, you're not getting that one mindset. Mm. You have lots of people saying, well, how about this? And what about that? And have we thought about this? Which just makes for a better working environment. Mm. No, it certainly does. I mean, it's a personal thing as well. I can't think of anything worse than sitting around with people who are exactly like me. What do you get from that? The Chamber has administered Plymouth Area Business Council for five years now, and it's so much more diverse than it was. We've still got strides to make, but we have people from the BAME community in there. We Mm -hmm. have loads more women. But before I was involved, I went to my first Plymouth Area Business Council dinner about 10 years ago, and there was a woman there. (laughs) And there was this sort of, oh, there's a woman come to the dinner. Mm -hmm. you know. And I thought, what is that about? And now it's at least 50-50. It's great. You know, I don't want to spend my time I'm talking to similar people. I think surrounding yourself with people who think differently, who talk differently, who challenge you, who have interesting, innovative ideas is definitely the way forward, isn't it? Absolutely. It makes for a more fun day. Doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Who wants to work with mirror images? We're apolitical, but I think it's okay to say because I'm not talking about their politics and it's American, but you look at the difference between Barack Obama and Trump. So Trump surrounds himself by people who are yes men who will agree with him and everything he says and everything he does. Obama deliberately surrounded himself with people who would challenge him and say, no, you're wrong. Because he realized, I don't know if you've ever read his book, it was a fascinating book, Dreams from My Father. He realized that he's good at arguing to the point that he can win an argument even when he's wrong, Hmm. if you see what I mean. He can convince people. That's his style. So he surrounds himself with people who are prepared to say, you're wrong and this is why you're wrong. Hmm. Isn't that more healthy? Well, it is. And taking this back to Westcott's, we like to be challenged. Why are we doing it this way? Hmm. Have we thought about this? And we will take on board and we will say, actually, you're right, aren't you? There is a better way. Yeah. Or perhaps we should change our thinking or attitudes to this. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Good. Well, that's great to know. The Devon Business Show is back. Devon and Plymouth Chamber of Commerce is bringing the Southwest's largest business event back to Plymouth Pavilions on Wednesday, the 11th of October. Connecting hundreds of businesses and entrepreneurs with future clients, all under one roof. We're delighted to welcome City College Plymouth, YGS Landscapes Limited and Wildernet as our respective People and Skills, Planet and Purpose headline partners. 
reflecting the Chamber's three strategic priorities. Book your Devon Business Show ticket now at devonchamber.co.uk. The Devon Business Show at Plymouth Pavilions on Wednesday the 11th of October. Let's get working at networking. So you've got a diverse range of clients as well. And I'm just wondering, just before we move on, talk a bit about you and, and stuff, but tough time for business at the moment. You know, they've had pandemic to survive, Brexit mm-hmm. to survive. We've got massive inflation, high interest rates, soaring energy bills, transport costs. What are your clients telling you? What's happening with them at the moment? What are their challenges? For some, it's a struggle because cost of living doesn't affect just you know us at home. No. It affects businesses. We've got a fish and chip shop and their energy bill has gone from 10 to 15,000 pounds a year. We're now looking at more like 50,000 pounds a year. And that's a lot of fish. You've got to fry a lot of fish to make up that money. That's a lot of fish. So, you know, it was a good, profitable company. It's now a lot less profitable than it was. Eroded the margins. So, and we're seeing this across every single industry because every single industry has to have the lights on. And if it's a hospitality leisure business, it's not just the energy rates that are Mm. causing issues. It's staffing as well. Brexit has wiped out the employment market for Mm. a lot of the hospitality trade. Yeah, it has. And they're struggling. And with COVID on top, making it appear like not a very safe, secure job to have in leisure, Mm -hmm. hospitality and tourism. That made it even worse. Absolutely. And now we've got a paucity of people. There's not enough people in the job. So it's a sort of perfect storm, isn't it? It is. And those that are very good at what they do, they're still managing probably coping is the better word they're coping but we've just recently taken on somebody that was the cfo for a television chef that has restaurants in the southwest we've taken on their cfo alex tozer mm-hmm. he's now our hospitality and leisure kind of guru right. to say right you know if you've got these problems this is the guy you know yeah. this guy knows hospitality finance inside out and back to front yeah let's introduce you let's get you in let's see what you can say about not just your numbers, but your processes, your till systems, your staffing, just so that they can either streamline their business, train their staff so they don't need so many, they have better quality staff, Mm. and just really help their business progress. So as you say, coming back to being business advisors more than just an accountant, I worry that this cost of living crisis is causing a sort of inflationary spiral in that if you have high interest rates designed to combat inflation, that's okay or that has worked historically when you haven't got a tight labour market. But when you've got a tight labour market, if you put up interest rates, costs go up and there's not enough people, people jump to whoever's going to pay them more. So salaries go up. And if salaries go up, which is largely the biggest cost of business has to face, then their costs go up. And if their costs go up and you just get this sort of perfect spiral of inflation, I think hopefully we're now getting it under control. I think it's a very blunt tool that's been used by government. It is the vicious circle that you speak of. We see people demanding larger and larger salaries for what used to be you know less well-paid jobs Hmm. so the only way that they can combat that is either sell more raise their prices or go under Hmm. it's one of those three things yeah no choice so what advice would you give anyone struggling in business at the moment ask for help right ask for help don't suffer in silence and especially speak to your accountant Hmm. speak to your accountant because we're seeing it across the board everybody's going to have individual circumstances but we've seen people overcome these hurdles have a chat bit of an advert but if you haven't got an accountant that is receptive to you 
give them a phone call. But if they're mm. not getting back to you, then you need to find somebody else. You yeah. need to find an advisor that wants to pick up the phone to you, and wants, that to wants to help you with your challenges, not somebody that just wants to do your compliance. Yeah. Well, while we're advertising, I would say same for the chamber. You know, I mean, reach out. We're here to help as well. You're part of the chamber family when you're a member and that mm. we want to support people. What's the best bit of business advice you've ever been given? Just be nice to people. Be nice to people and forge good relationships. Yeah, definitely. Um, I know that there was a situation where we won a client and we've retained the client because the previous advisor just poo-pooed the wife, spoke directly at the chap, didn't give the wife any attention, massive client, multi-million pound turnover, huge fee, but the client's wife wasn't respected. Mm. So, you know, away they went. And this goes for all business. You know, I speak to the cleaner at work with the same level of respect as I do the managing partner Mm. because everybody's people. Mm. And I think a lot of people look down at some menial jobs, but they're still people. Well, I think the COVID was a massive leveller because we suddenly realised that jobs that we thought were very important and people we would revere Mm. perhaps weren't. And other jobs that perhaps, as you say, people had looked down to, suddenly you realise they're really important. You know, the person who delivers your food is pretty blooming important. If you don't get food, you know, you're in all sorts of trouble. And I think that was actually one of the good things that came out of COVID was it was a leveller. And you're absolutely right. And people remember as well. And, you know, you come across people, especially in this part of the world where it's a bit of a village in the business world, you come across the same people over and over again. You can't afford to be rude and fall out with people because sooner or later you're going to bump into them again. It's going to bite you in the bum. Yes, it will. There's probably one or two people who I deserve to be bitten in the bum by. But I think mostly I've tried to be nice and kind to people on the way. It's very important. I mean, it's all about people, isn't it? Business isn't business. It's about people who are doing business. I was having this conversation yesterday at the Chamber event that we were at, and the biggest part of my role is client relationships. Mm. I don't do a lot of the day-to-day work anymore. Mm. You know, you check it, you review it, you make sure it's good, Mm. you get it out. But mine is just having those relationships with clients. If you've got those strong, trusted relationships, Mm. they will pick up the phone and they will say... Well, I've got a problem. Yeah, I might not be able to fix the problem, but I've got a connection that probably could. And it's having that relationship where if I phone them, because I've got information that's going to help them, they want to pick up the phone. They want to answer the phone to me and have yeah. a chit chat. Likewise, when they phone me, I want to pick up the phone. Mm. And yes, you'll talk business for five, 10 minutes, but then you'll find out how their holiday was, how their dogs are. Your mum wasn't very well. How well is she doing now? Mm. And once you embed yourself into a client, that's what helps you fly yeah. because you know everything about them. You know their struggles, you know their challenges, but you know also how they're succeeding. Mm. And once you've got a holistic view of their absolute lifestyle, you can then suggest things that's correct for them. Fit them, yeah. yeah. It's not one size fits all. No, it's know. not, no. Is that what you love about your job, the people side? Yes. I sense you just like dealing with people. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's not numbers, it's people. Well, the numbers, if you're going to be an accountant, you need to like numbers. So <laughs> Kind yes, of helps, doesn't it? Yes, we like you can numbers. Add up. <laughs> but what we do like is just having a chit-chat, having a relationship, and knowing that people really value your advice mm. and being able to give really valuable advice to people mm. and then watch them turn it into a success. Mm. You know, watch them apply your advice. We see it in the figures. We see their business, you know. Taking off. Turnover's gone up, great. You're taking on loads more people, great. And then once they've established themselves there, what's the next way to grow your business? Mm. You know, what are your plans? Some people don't want to grow their business. They're quite happy. Mm. You know, I've peaked, got a great work-life balance. There's other people with a massive appetite and they're like, right, what's next? What's next, yeah. What can we do? 
I've always been guilty of the what's next. Only this morning when someone was saying to me, you know, sometimes it's okay to say, I'm happy with how far we've got Mm. on this. You know, you don't have to keep reaching for the next thing. Take time to kind of enjoy where you've got to. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, we've talked a lot about work and uh, quite rightly, but we don't know much about you. So what's not on your CV that our listeners would want to know? Tell us about Sean. Well, Sean is staring down the barrel of 40. Oh, so ancient. Ancient, yes. Yeah, I wish I was staring down the barrel of 40, <laughs> but anyway, go on. I am quite a big foodie. All right. So me and my other half, Dave, we like to go out and eat a lot. Right. I think we can plug restaurants on this, can't we? Yeah, you plug um, who you like. Yeah. Because if they're not a member, they will be after this. Yeah, yeah go absolutely. on. So our current favourite is Fletcher's. Is it? I oh, know yeah. I've not eaten in Fletcher's. Oh, good. You must. What used to be, it's under the GA Solicitor's what, used to be building. Chloe's? Yeah, Chloe's, yeah. Yeah. So Fletcher's, the food is incredible. Yeah. But the staff are equally just as incredible. Well, so, that makes a little difference again, people. Fletcher in the kitchen. Jess is Fletcher's other half who runs the front of house. Right. You couldn't want for a better front of house member of staff. Wow. She's amazing, as are the rest of the members of the staff. What the barman doesn't know about cocktails isn't worth knowing. Right. So you can ask. You know, I go off piste all the time. Yeah. So you can ask, I want something gin and something lemony. What are you going to get what, me? What do you got? Yeah. Yeah. And out will come an amazing creation. I think one of Plymouth's best restaurants is Eastern Eye. Mm-hmm. And if you speak to Cullum, the owner, and say, oh, I don't know what I want tonight. I usually have the hot and spicy chicken or I usually have a madras or whatever. But I fancy something a bit like this. He says, I know just the thing. And out comes this creation that's just yeah. incredible, you know? Yeah. Now, I've got to say, you say you're a foodie, but there's nothing to you, Sean. You look like a stiff breeze would blow you over. So how's that? How are you staying that slim? We do try to gym. So yeah. member at the Nuffield Barbican, right? but also a keen runner. So this weekend is the Young Devon Run. Yes. So charity run this weekend um, on Sunday. However, on Monday, my shin splints are absolutely insane at the moment. So oh, I've God, spent the I'm week... Sorry massaging them out i've never had them i heard that's really painful it is quite painful but i've raised just short of 500 pounds for charity well done so i'm running right whether it kills me or not please don't let it kill you yes i'll attempt to run but if i have to finish by hobbling you know i'm not gonna let the 500 pound supporters down no i would you know funny enough it's been a long time as people who can see me or have met me will attest but i used to do a bit of running and i did the half marathon in 2010 and 2011 And the first time I sort of didn't do enough training, walk, ran it. Second time I did a lot of training and went off like a long dog, stupidly didn't take on any water or jelly beans and about half a mile from the end collapsed in a big heap, was propped up by two other runners who sort of helped me limp across the finishing line because likewise I was sponsored by St Luke's Hospice at the time, I was chair of St Luke's Hospice at Mm. the time and I thought I've got to finish they wanted to call me an ambulance, I was like no I've got to finish because I've got to do this and that nearly did kill me, there's a photo of me crossing the finishing line and I've seen dead people with more colour I mean I really did look dreadful so I've not done one since Okay. (laughs) although I beat the time of the year before even though I'd spent 15 minutes lying on the pavement so I was obviously going at a hell of a rate but rather stupidly thought that you could run for a couple of hours without taking on liquid or jelly beans or whatever and apparently you can't well I can't well it's rumoured to be 24 degrees on Sunday when we're running so it's going to be sticky it's going to be a warm one so I'm going to cross the finish line with a very red face and blowing steam I think well as long as you cross the finishing line what's the it's Young Devon so what's the run where from and to Young Devon so there's lots of runs happening so there's an ultra marathon a Mm. two day marathon I think that's a 90 miler yes I think one of my directors Ollie Jackman's doing that okay yeah he's uber fit running from Ilfracombe yeah all the way down to the Speedway Mm -hmm. in Plymouth just around the corner from our office yes and then Marsh Mills yeah yep that's the one so there's certain other runs on the Sunday the day I run there's a 25 miler a 15 miler and a 9 
Mm. Which one are you doing? I'm only doing the nine. Well, that's more than enough. It's more than I could do. Further than I've ever done before. So watch yes. this space. Ollie asked if I'd like to join him for a section of the run. And I said, is there a section that's sort of the car park? I could <laughs> probably just about do that, but that's about it. No, good for you. So you love your running, you love your gym, you love your food. What do you love about Devon? Why are you still here? Not that I'm trying to get rid of you, but I mean, you're from this part of the world, It's funny you you should say, no, all of my dad's side of the family Mm. live in London and Kent and the South East. right, okay. My dad was a Marine. He came down to Devon, as most Marines do, Mm. met my mum. Mm-hmm. we've been here ever since but I have no intention of leaving I love where I live mm. I've got two spaniels that require lots of walks mm-hmm. so I've met you in the woods with your dogs haven't I I've we, got Charlie the viewers well listeners won't be able to hear but we'll see but I've got Charlie beside me the chamber well-being officer and we've met out on walks haven't we we have indeed yeah I've got two spaniels sisters Twig and Bramble and they're classic spaniels so they're, they're nuts yeah. both parents were working dogs so they've got engines that go and do not stop oh my god so yeah Devon's brilliant for that though isn't it mm-hmm. you know and where I live I've got Plimbridge one side of my house and I've got Camwoods the other side of my house oh, so that's just identified where you are and that's why I saw you in Plimbridge that's, yeah, that's why yeah. Yeah, yeah we're slap bang at the top of Plimpton so yeah we can pick and choose where we're going to take our walks so if it's a hot day we're in the river yeah. if it's a muddy day we try to stay in Camwoods to yeah. stay less yes. muddy well that's great so if you could start again you're not in accountancy is there anything else you do anything you could see yourself doing i would say no i really like what i do well that's good i remember being in school and they said what would you like to do when you're older i either wanted to be an accountant or a lawyer but i was really sad wasn't i Um, (laughs) well i couldn't possibly say but yes most people at school want to be an astronaut or a fighter pilot or something you wanted to be an accountant i wanted to be you're living the dream yes absolutely (laughs) so i think if i went back to all you've left school i think i would go straight into practice accountancy because i really love it before i went into industry and i'd have worked at a couple of you know quite large Mm. you know manufacturing companies and things but no i really enjoy what i do i can see myself quite happily doing this until retirement well lucky you i mean i say i'm lucky i think i've got the best job in devon personally Uh, i'm so lucky i get to do this i get to meet interesting Mm -hmm. people and like you i love that part of the job helping businesses traveling seeing everything you know i just feel completely privileged having Mm. this job so aren't we lucky look i'm going to wrap up but just to say genuine thank you for being a podcast partner at the devon business show and our in conversation with podcast we couldn't do these without your support and so thank you to westcott's thank you to you for joining us and thank you sean thank you very much i look forward to seeing everybody at, at, the, at show. the business show we've got some great freebies have you but Ooh. we're accountants so we're tight so you have to work for them you have to have a conversation with us and before you get any freebies and play some games i shall see you there I look forward to it thank you very much sean bolton thank you in conversation with is supported by westcott's chartered accountants and business advisors supporting charity and not-for-profit organizations of all sizes across the southwest westcott's we're here Produced by Fresh Air Studios, full audio production services for business podcasts and corporate communications. Visit freshairstudios.com. Presented by Stuart Elford. Produced and engineered by Paul Philpot. Edited and mixed by Martin Burgess Moon. Production support by Lisa Hartwell. Video content by Mark Stevenson. Copyright Devon and Plymouth Chamber of Commerce and Fresh Air Studios Limited. All rights reserved.